Welcome to this episode of the Two Book Girls Podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm Nicole. And today we're going to start discussing the King series by T.M. Frazier. This series consists of eight books, um, including three standalone books. And in this episode, we'll be discussing the main characters, King and Doe, and the King and Tyrant books narrated by Molly Glenmore and Rob Shapiro. So let's get started. Okay, so very excited to discuss this series. Yeah. One of, one of our favorites. And I just, I really like it. It's definitely a darker series. It's romance, but kind of a dark romance. There's, we discussed Dark Light of Day, which is actually a prequel to this series, um, and gave some trigger warnings there, and those will continue to apply. So yeah. anyone thinking to read this book, audience. yeah, very mature audience, and anyone thinking, you know, considering reading this book, if you have basically this whole series, pretty much, if if there's discussion of child abuse, phys- other physical, you know, abuse to adults, uh, rape, all different types of things. So if any of those are triggers, this is, you know, be warned for this series. Okay. Yeah. So this, the first two books are about King and Doe. King being someone who grew up in an unfortunate situation with a neglectful mother um, on drugs. And it basically just, these two books just talk about how he meets Doe, where she comes from, and the romance that kind of comes out of their situation. I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> that's pretty much the gist of it. We're going to talk about spoilers, of course, a little later. But yeah, definitely mature audiences only. And yeah, you think of anything else? No, I think that's a good kind of overview. And I mean, I said that, you know, definitely we love this. Do you have any, before we do spoilers, any general feelings about this series that you want to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we definitely love this series. I think between the two of us, we've read this series a few times. You probably more than me. And the standalone book, well, I guess we'll get to that later. But yeah, so the first two books, King and Tyrant, let's let's get into some spoilers. And you know, this is actually only my second read through of these books. Really? Yeah. I, it, I they I, were kind of like, I liked them so much that I almost, uh, I was scared to go back and read them. I always read the add-ons, yeah. but I did not go back and read the other ones until now. Oh. And I mean, there's so many of these, I, th- you know, I think we've probably talked about King and stuff before a little bit, but I think we read these at different times. I know you read, you know, the preppy books and stuff way before me. And so I don't think we've actually, we talk about that. We love it, but we've never actually discussed the series at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I think we first read these books years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Been a while. Okay. Well, let's get started then. Spoiler alert. For those who want to come back later and listen to our discussion, if you haven't read these books. Yes, and also because I have people that, I actually have nieces that want to listen, and I promise to put a disclaimer in whenever we might be discussing something they don't want to hear their aunt talk about. So uh, there's also a (laughs) a niece warning on this episode. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that is too cute okay so what what did you think about king okay so <laughs> like i said I, this is really only my second read through and uh-huh. it had been so long 
that I almost was just like, "Mm, what's the big deal about King, you know? I got to that point because there were so many more people in my mind in the books as you go along. There's so many books in the series and so many different characters to love. I kind of felt like I fell in love with King again. I was like, okay, this is why I started liking the series. Like, you know, because I knew that King had to have pulled me in somehow, but I just couldn't remember. I... I like King. There were a lot of things about him and that he would say. And I was just thinking, gosh, do they make men like this anymore? <laughs> like, this is great. But I I don't know. I feel like he is your manly, just, he's just a man. I don't know. He's dominant and strong and just manly. I don't know. All of the men in these books are, are the same, though, in that regard. Oh. Well, but yes, yes, they're all strong men. They are all strong men, but I think they're strong in different ways and they have different faults. And I like if there was a father in this book of everyone or like the godfather of their little gang or whatever, you know, Uh King would be that. And that, I guess that's what I mean, is that, like, um... He was the leader. Yeah, he's the leader. He's the protector. So, even though, yes, all the men are very strong and dominant men, it's in very different ways, I feel like. I I feel like I'm I'm kind of seeing that more as I I read through them. And I feel like he is just kind of the, in all ways, I feel like his only weakness is... Doe. Is Doe. And, you know, and really the women, I would say the women in his life, Right. I mean, yeah. Grace, Doe, Max, like yeah. his weakness really is his, the women in his life. And it's just because of how deeply he loves them. It's almost like in, in this, in this series, the men, you know, grow up with either no mother figure, like as in like a biological mom, or they had a neglectful biological mom. And so... Even though, you know, some people grow up to hate women because of that, like these men just gravitated towards the men, the women that they chose to love even harder. And I think that has a lot to do with great because even though their biological moms weren't there for them, Grace entered their lives at a young enough age when they were still teenagers to kind of correct some of that. Right. And um, I also I also think that, you know, you're right how it could go either way, but how it went with all of them is that they really knew to cherish and appreciate the good women because they knew that that could be rare. At least in their lives, good women were rare. So you really cherish and appreciate them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if if Grace never, I don't know that they would have been able to appreciate the women that they eventually fell in love with, though, if it wouldn't have been for Grace. If they had never met Grace, I don't think they would have been able to appreciate the um, the women that they eventually fall in love with. Oh, no, I definitely agree. I definitely think Grace coming into their life as young as they were and showing them that not all women are the way the women had been in their lives. I, I At a time when they were still impressionable, they were still, you know, they could still be open to that. Yeah, I think that it would have gone very differently for them. Hardened them against women, you know, and it been a very different situation. And she was always kind of their, she's their touchstone, you know, touchstone. And, you know, 
helped ground them, but also give them, yeah, ground them and shape them, but also give them the room to be the little hoodlums she knew that they were going to be. Right. Yeah. Because they were far from perfect. (laughs) They were far from perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Far, far from perfect. (laughs) They were all like drug dealers, basically killing people that needed to be killed. Doing a lot of drugs. Doing a lot of drugs. And one thing that always, like, not bothered me, but in the book, nobody got addicted to cocaine. Is that weird to you? Because they were always sniffing coke. Yeah, they were. (laughs) But nobody seemed to be like, oh, I got to have it, I got to have it. They were just doing it whenever. And it wasn't even always, like, an everyday thing. It was so, that part was so weird to me because everybody... Almost everybody was doing it, and yet nobody was, like, addicted or, like, hung up or or anything. Right. I mean, maybe that is kind of... Yeah, maybe that is kind of a, you know fault and you know the storyline I do know that I've known a lot of recreational not currently when I was younger I knew a lot of recreational coke users and so I know that that is possible you know it's not that really yeah more it's more the meth heroin crack whenever you start having uh where at least my experience with people that have done drugs it's it's usually those are kind of the three big that they get addicted or pills, you know. But yeah, I've known, I would say I've known mostly recreational Coke users for people that I've known that have used Coke. But I do know that that is not everybody and there are people that do have problems. It just wasn't my personal experience with people. But so... So then it's realistic for in this book that the characters did not get hooked on it. Right. I just think when I say a fault in the storyline, you know, like maybe... You know, but she's doing this for entertainment. She ain't doing this to try to educate people. But I I would say that Coke is, you know, glazed over in this as much as, you know, smoking a joint or um, drinking a beer or eating too many cookies. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's just not given any real danger is not put with it, which is not the case. You know, there is danger. People do get addicted. This is, you know. So, yeah, I do think that it's, we're just seeing a snapshot of it. We're not seeing all the, you know, how maybe Coke is affecting all the other people, all the other bikers, all the other, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, completely out of the realm of possibility that these friends do it recreationally and that's it. Okay. Well, maybe it's just me because I don't, I don't know anybody who ever did hardcore drugs so i just assume that any hardcore drug that you did or that you do that you would you know you will become dependent on it and you know one of the um a part of the series does talk about somebody getting hooked on heroin Mm -hmm. so that made sense to me Mm -hmm. but it also made me go back and think well why isn't anybody hooked on coke maybe i don't know so that's, that, that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me <laughs> in this series. Um, and not just in, you know, King and Doe's story. Because, I mean, when King got out of jail, he um, he wasn't really doing any drugs. Especially, I mean, you know. And he met Doe pretty much, the, what, the night he got out of jail? Well, it was during um, his welcome back, welcome home party, which I don't think was like day one, but pretty close. 
Yeah. You know, and just for, I mean, I know somebody that um, had a heroin problem and also did a lot of cocaine in their life. And after they were clean for, you know, well over a decade, even more, they would still, you know, Coke wasn't like a draw, you know, but it was like they could never be around heroin. It was like heroin had way too much power, you know, over them. Yeah. And so it it is different. I I feel like, at least from people okay. I've talked to. <laughs> okay. So a lot of drug use. Uh, <laughs> yes. A lot, a lot of drug use. Yeah. So what about um, the way King and Doe met? Um, gosh, what a mess. Okay, so in this book, Doe is, she had a, uh, she was beaten up. She had a traumatic situation happen and she lost her memory. So Mm -hmm. she does not know her past. And basically her friend that she met on the streets, Nikki, their plan was to go to this party and meet a biker so that they could have protection because of how much danger there is on the streets and how they were living. Nikki was, did have a drug problem. And was Nikki, actually Nikki's drug problem might have been cocaine, wasn't it? I was just thinking that, which drug was she on? Because I don't, it wasn't heroin. No, I think actually Nikki's drug problem was cocaine. Oh, she was in, she was in the story for such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. that I totally forgot yeah, so hers actually might be the, the bad side of it, because I think her, her drug of choice was cocaine. And she was, like, kind of prostituting herself a little bit. She was just a lot of stuff going Not on. Yeah. yeah, so they went to, that's how she ended up meeting King, is she, they went to this party to try to find a biker to hook up with for, for protection. And she walked in on him. Getting, getting head. Some, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, she was, he wasn't getting head. He was, um, he was having sex with somebody. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's a different scene. So you're right. Yes, he was. Yeah. And so he was almost about to give up because, you know, he wasn't excited enough. Mm-hmm. And he saw her, you know, and, you know, you have to imagine how she looked. She had been living on the street. She hadn't eaten in days. So she was definitely small. She had on raggedy clothes, apparently. And so, and this excited him. So, the first time I read this, I was thinking, like, what kind of person could he be that somebody that looks weak and hungry and homeless? I, I guess she didn't look homeless, but, I mean, I don't know. Well, I think, yeah, I think that it was her vulnerability and uh, innocence that appealed to him. And whenever he looked at her, he looked at this like vulnerable person. And I do see what you're saying. But in in that moment when he's screwing some girl and looking at her and then that's what's getting him off. Okay, like, I definitely see how you question what what kind of guy is this? But you know, it's a guy that wants to save people. No, he does not. Sometimes I mean, look at his friends. He's the one who saved Preppy. He's the one you know, like, how did him and Preppy become friends? They became friends because Preppy was. I don't think I don't think he saved Preppy though. I think Preppy saved him. No, Preppy was getting beat up and bullied on the playground, and King but, came over and saved him. But he said that he usually wouldn't have even done it, except that he had so much anger that he needed to let out. So that was the only reason why he went over there to um, 
to stop that Troy dude from beating up on Preppy. And oh, then see, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. So and then Preppy followed him, and they came up with this plan and something in King. Oh, okay, I guess I can see what you're saying because something in King said that you know he felt like he couldn't just tell this little you know this boy to go away. So, but I don't think he went into it thinking, "Oh, I have to save him." Yeah. Okay, I, don't I see think what you're he saying. Knew, yeah, that all of that was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm just trying to give King the benefit of the doubt because he did end up having good intentions with with Doe once he started loving her. But I do see what you're saying, that, yes, like, he's sitting there in this, like, vulnerable, scared, wide-eyed, like, homeless girl. It gets him off having her watch him. That's, yeah. Okay, maybe you question it. I guess I'm just thinking about more of the things of, you know, not just at that point, but also Preppy's home life, you know, whenever, which I think that actually was in this book when that was discussed. I don't think it, like, how he um, saved Preppy from his stepdad, too. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, um, (laughs) with this series breaking it up, it's kind of hard to remember the specifics for the flashbacks, because they do flashbacks throughout this whole series. Right. Um, and the actual preppy book, that first book, is a complete flashback. Yeah. That, um, well, it's actually, that first book is like a prequel to King. Yeah, it is, which is weird. Yeah. But in the first book, he's remembering. Because he, well, let me <laughs> Oh, not well, yeah, because it's not that, total prequel. It talks about the stuff. Well, it is before. kind of, yeah. It is a it is a think back, but it's a the think back is all pre King book. Yeah, in the first preppy. Yeah, yeah, but you still couldn't read the first one before. No, King. No, absolutely because then not. You would, you would find out something that you're not supposed to know until after the first book. Yeah, and let's leave that. We'll leave that out. We won't. We won't put yeah, that spoiler in. It. Okay. So, um, even though King and Doe were the main characters of King and Tyrant, the first two books, the main main characters of all the whole series were King, Bear, and Perpy, who all kind of grew up together. So, who was your favorite out of the three? And don't steal mine. No, okay, are you talking about from this book? We have, like, that, no. that's what I'm saying. We It has to be discussed as we're discussing the books. Well, all three of them are in the first book. No, I know, but I'm just saying over the course of the series. Um, okay, you're right. And that's so, why I want to pick, book, yeah. we can do it in each book, because I think you see a different side of all of them. Like, yeah. I'll I'll order them for you, kind of, in this book, of how... I like them, and okay. I think that order changes because you see different parts of them in the different books, and then I think at the end, that's when we'll have to, like, choose our overall, like, from the series, who was our favorite guy, but, so in this book, I would say King. I liked King the best. Two would be Preppy, and three would be Bear. That would be my order. Okay. And what's your order? Maybe I'm biased then, because, <laughs> so my order, uh, the two books, was Preppy, King, and then there. Only because I feel like Preppy was kind of the glue that held everything together. Although he was, he could be considered the craziest. 
Mm-hmm. He was also like, if you like go to um, Tyrant, he was also like the thought in their head, almost like their conscience. Yeah, I think um, he was like the heart there, of the group. Yes, mm-hmm. he was definitely like the heart of the group, and so that's why I put him first. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like King, but King was a no nonsense type person until you know the kids came at the end of the second book but I don't know I I just I like preppy no so I yeah I love preppy in these books for sure I mean he's not only the heart but he's also kind of the comic relief of the group and but there are things in this book that I love about King and I I can't point them out exactly because we discussed earlier that when after we were done with the series we were going to do um, like a game episode where we do uh, name that heartthrob or whatever name. We'll name the guy. And okay. so I there are some different lines from this book that kind of point to what made me love King. And uh, but I have them saved for when we do that. So I don't want to talk about them. Okay, then. Yeah, so make sure that you're you're listening out for lines that you want to use for us to name the guy. Cause name we'll, that guy. Yeah, because I figure we can do a little, like, um, game episode for other people that have read it. We can pause before we answer so that, you know, other people can kind of play along with us. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so anyways, I, uh, let me, I probably should do a time check for us. I have a question, kind oh. of. We've done questions like this a little bit before. But have you ever had a friend in your life like Nikki? No. No. Well, so when you say like Nikki, <laughs> do you mean... I don't mean like drug use. Of- no. Okay. I don't mean that. I mean, you know, I feel like Nikki was... Underneath it all, there was good... There was good in her. She was trying to protect Doe in a way. But... There's also a lot of manipulation that she does that especially whenever you uh you know she starts getting her memories back there there is a lot of manipulation and just different types of things and she's almost like the friend that you love to hate like you love her from history and because you know like there's goodness in her but she's also very manipulative and very very she wants to her true north or whatever, which would be some people's like, you know, what the good is. Her true north is kind of super off, you know, and she wants Doe to do bad things with her because that's what she wants to do. You know what I mean? So kind of trying to encourage bad behavior, being manipulative and things like that. Not not the drug use so much situation just kind of her whole behavior there I feel like even with the flashbacks like you see that behavior from very young and I know we find out some of that reasoning but still I think that you know whatever led her down that path in the first place to you know Uh no I've I've never had a friend like that Hmm. have you I have. She made me think of somebody in my life. That's why I wanted to ask the question. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not, uh, not somebody, you know, that I know anymore, but, um, yes, I, I feel like I had a friend. I mean, the whole time I read Nikki and, and this friend actually did have a drug problem as well. So maybe a lot of this behavior is around that, but yes, I had, I had a friend that definitely the whole time I was reading her, it was like, 
this friend's face I was seeing as that character. And, you know, just, I don't know. I just thought she was a really tragic character, you know? It was it was yeah. just really sad. And, but she wasn't her, you know, she, she wasn't good to herself either. Like, she didn't help herself in any of it, you know? Like, there was a lot of bad that happened to her, but she also never really helped herself. I mean, I think as kids, some of that stuff kind of gets ingrained. And you feel, I mean, I don't know. It's just, typically in these types of books, somebody like that, and I guess you can't even say that because King and and Preppy and, and Bear, they all had a tragic childhood. I think it was so much worse for Nikki because she wasn't supposed to. Like, she grew up in an affluent neighborhood with money, and she still, you know, ended up on the street. Right. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it was, she was a very tragic character. You get more of her in the Tyrant book um, through flashbacks after Ray gets her memory back. But, I mean, she she was, it, her, her um, story was very was very tragic. Yeah. I will say this book definitely had the happiest ending that you could have in the situation. Yes. Yes. Very dark, but you definitely was able to come back to some type of happiness for a lot of the people. Not everyone, but we're really, we're kind of past time, so we have to wrap it up. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, I guess my final thoughts is we really tried not to go too deep into some of the bigger spoilers um I mean none of them really I was thinking that like even if people listen to this whole episode they would go read the book and there's we really did not spoil much at all we didn't I think that's a good thing though because you know we we gave mostly our impressions of the characters and their relationship and but you don't really get the plot out of what we said you don't really get too much where you can't enjoy the book even if you decide to listen to this the full episode before reading so i'm proud of it yeah i i liked it (laughs) i like that too i like that even if you know because these these are great books they're great fun they're great escape and it's a really good series so if you're into romance if you're into you you got to be into reading about sex because (laughs) T.M. Yes. Frazier does not skimp on that, but... Actually, by the time you get to the Preppy book, there's more, but, like... Yeah. Um, there's there's more sex in the Preppy book than in any of the other books. Yeah. We so, got to gotta talk about some of that when we get to those, because... Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Two Book Girls. I think that's all we have, so thanks.